Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. And so... I found David for you. Now, David Fishchuck is an internet marketer and a mindset, fitness, and nutrition coach. But he didn't always have that in his back pocket, right? So he grew up with a single parent and on food stamps and on welfare. I have that same story, David. But I love that you didn't let it hold you back from chasing your dreams and starting your first online business at 2015 while you were still working a job because, hello, that's what you need to do is kind of, you know, really get in there, do what you got to do. It's not going to just fall out the sky like some people try to teach you, right? And so now he is focusing on helping others with his coaching program and to develop a strong discipline mindset body nutrition this whole thing so david so stoked you're here how are you nina i am fantastic i'm caffeinated i feel good it's sunny in seattle of all who would have guessed you know i got lucky with some blessed sunshine so i'm feeling fantastic vitamin d on my face feels feels so good Good, good. I'm glad. And I'm glad you're here too, because I know we're going to have a really cool conversation, a really real conversation. That's what I like to do, David. I like to have people on here who are not afraid to straight talk. Don't add any sugar to it. Let's just do it. Right. So my first question always is, who is David? David, who are you? David is a 29 year old online marketer phasing that out because, hey, I am now doing something that is extremely, extremely beneficial to everybody that I touch in my life. Because it's funny, when someone tells you, hey, what's your 10-year plan? In my internet marketing world, what I do, I'm just like, it's just a grind. It's just get money, move on, get money, move on. Up, down, sideways. You don't know what the next day is going to bring. So when someone says, hey, Dave, what's your 5, 10-year plan? I always tell them, I honestly, I just hope for a good month. That's, That's really it. And I've been searching for something bigger, something that has my calling on it and that God would bless. And it turns out it's coaching people and helping with all of my history and where I came from and where I'm going and everything in between, how I built a seven-figure business, how I have a wife that she wrote. We've been together for nine years, going on eight years of marriage. We have a daughter. It's two and a half years old. Oh, nice. We're moving from Seattle to Florida this year. Just all kinds of stuff. Amazing and my passion is shoot. I'll tell you what I, <laughs> I I couldn't have thought where I would be back when I was ten years old, fifteen years old. I didn't think I would be where I am today. And right. what's funny is I actually just posted a, a cool little video, and the song I I use as the clip was a song called um, "Hard Work God First. And that's crazy because I remember when I was a young kid, didn't have anything. No, my parents came to all my family came to the United States in the early 90s, I believe 1992. And I was born in 94. So thankfully, I can be president one day and not some immigrant that can't run for anything. So that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they came to America with nothing but 
clothes on their back and a suitcase, right? So my family was a little bit different. I did have a dad and he's somewhere in this area, who knows, but he was an abusive guy. And mm -hmm. basically it was my mom, grandparents and brother all in a low income housing apartment in Bellevue. And if you're from the Northwest, it sounds fancy, but every nice city has a ghetto area, yeah. a cheap area. We were in low income housing. There's police all the time over there. We would always go to the food bank. I'd get all my clothes from either Goodwill, Value Village, Payless Shoes, or any discount situation Same. we could get it from, hand-me-downs, you name it. And it was fine. You know, I grew up that way. And all my cousins, aunts and uncles, they would they'd always be together and both parents would be working. So they had their own cohesive units. And it was us, my mom working multiple jobs, just trying to provide for us. The one benefit I would say is that my grandparents were my babysitters. So I wouldn't have strangers in and out all the time. My mom right. never dated. That was a blessing I never even thought about until I got older. And my wife told me that her mom kind of have a boyfriend here or there. Then the kids would get attached. Then they'd break up. And then the kids would feel heartbroken. Never had that. And it's crazy, too. I've only seen my dad three times in my life. Once when I was uh, around like four or five years old, maybe younger, it's kind of a haze. But I remember my mom inviting him over because he was a car mechanic and she had something wrong with her car. So begrudgingly, he came over. I got really excited. And so he comes over, he sits on the couch. My mom is right here and he's right here. And I'm walking across and he grabs me. And I was told by a lot of my family that he was abusive and that's why they're not together. But it didn't click until he grabbed me. And you know how they always say, like with dogs and cats, that they can they can feel somebody. I believe yeah. it's the same with humans. And I yeah. felt like terror, I felt pain. And so I slapped him and I ran to my mom. And I didn't see him again until 2018 when my grandpa passed away. And that was actually the first time I experienced death in my life. I've always like people connected to me would die, but I never went to a funeral right. until my grandpa passed away. And it was really emotional. How, how old were you at this point? Pull five years off my age. I think I was like 23, 22. Okay. Around that age. Yeah. And first time, you know, at that point too, I had already moved downtown. I just started a business and everything was going so well. And then boom, first death in the family. And I go to the funeral and I walked by this guy in the back corner multiple times to get to the front. And then some lady stopped me and said, that's your dad. I was like, there's no way. This guy looks like Kevin from The Office. Like, my dad wouldn't look like that if I had one still, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm talking like, if they didn't know, no one's seen The Office, type in Google, Kevin from The Office. Oh my it's gosh. hilarious. <laughs> so I had, to make, I had to make light of it. But the thing is, I I never used, I never thought about him as an anchor in my life. I never, I never looked yeah. at it and went, I don't have a dad. Woe is me. Because my mom told me around when I was like five or six, she said, you may not have a father on earth, but you have a father in heaven who's smiling down on you, who's guiding you, and will take you everywhere in this world that you want to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just remember that. Don't worry about your earthly father. You have a heavenly father. So I didn't really care. My mom played the role of the mom and the dad. She would she would uh, discipline me, and then my grandma would give me a cookie, or she'd give me a cookie, you know? So <laughs> I, you'd get both, right? That's you'd what like grandmas are for, though. That's what grandmas are for. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing that's, that's lost in society today. So my mom... You can't call child protective services anymore, but she she put like rice down in the kitchen and then I'd be on oh, my yeah. knees on it. Oh, me too. Ooh, I did that. That's painful. 
<laughs> it is. And then my yes. mom would leave to go get something, and my grandma would come around the corner. She's like, "You can't get up, but here's a cookie." And I'd eat their rainbow like M M&M and M cookie while on my knees in pain. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is too funny. Not funny, but, but funny. <laughs> but listen, you're a you're a you're a young man, mm. and she's a single mom. I was a single mom too. It is tough. Boys yeah. are tough, right? Two boys. And as much yeah. as we, as much as a single mom, as we try to play the role of a dad. We, we can't, we, we don't have that, right? We, we can be there, support you, love you, discipline you, all of that. But there is a difference, right? I think dads for me, I've always been super important because I didn't have one either. I think I saw my dad maybe three, four times in my life as well. Um, so I, I understand that. So tell me a little bit about your childhood though. I mean, I know she worked two jobs and, you know, she really uh, supported you and you had your grandparents, which is amazing. Did you get yourself into any trouble when you were younger? <laughs> uh, not not so crazy. I mean, I did a few okay. crazy things, right? Um, I lit a tree on fire once, and that got me in a lot of trouble. Yeah, um, I think I that's think. to the extent. And then, and then I think maybe when I was a bit older, I like I tried sneaking out to like get with girls and stuff like that. But that's normal <laughs> teenager stuff. But when I was a right. kid, I remember a couple of times there was I lit a, lit a tree on fire, and then I got in big trouble for that. And then the other one was my mom told me I couldn't go to the the store down the street with my friend. But I jumped out the window and I went anyways. And then my mm. brother chased after the car yelling at me. And I was in the back like waving, you know, just a hooligan. But right. I didn't do anything crazy, you know. Good. This, you probably are really familiar with the statistics of a single mom and the kids tend to be druggies, incarcerated, something crazy always with them. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting is that really wasn't the case for me and my brother. We did some hooligan stuff, but at the end of the day, we had such a bizarre respect for my mom. Like I said, she guided us in a way we saw hard work. We didn't see her dating around. We were mm -hmm. always in church on Sunday. We were always around our cousins and my aunts and uncles would come over because my grandparents were there. Right. And, you know, we did have a chip on our shoulder because we were the one family that didn't have a father. But in a way, we also had enough family. My uncles mm -hmm. were, you know all there enough times to kind of guide us and teach us. And we learned to respect my mom a lot. So right. I you don't really think about this stuff. Cause I had friends in my neighborhood too. They didn't have a dad and they were always in trouble. A couple of them were actually went to prison when they were in their late teens. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we didn't have that. You know, I never even, I didn't think I ever had alcohol until I was actually 21 years old. And even then okay. I don't think I even like cared. I'm pretty sure I waited until maybe 22 but I never was an alcoholic. I never was into drugs, anything like that. Neither was my brother. I think he drank, but it was just, you know, a Mai Tai when we'd go to dinner or something. But, you know, we, we never had these things. My mom would always kind of be ahead and warn us. So, for example, in school, these days school is crazy. You got rainbows everywhere. Mm -hmm. You got all the shenanigans, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the biggest thing for us was like evolution in school and sex ed. But even sex ed then wasn't what it is today. Like it was right. – they put right. a condom on a banana. My mom was like, yo, I don't want you in there. So every time my mom would see the curriculum, she would always say, hey, you're going to teach you evolution. Understand something. You're not a monkey. You are God's child. Just do what yeah. you can to pass the test. So I do what I could to pass the test. And then they talk evolution. I'd be in the back corner drawing. Like, I don't care. You know, what does it take to pass? And the one interesting thing is that immigrant mentality that is lost in a lot of people today who were born in America and they're almost a second generation because we took advantage of every opportunity that we had. Yeah. Yeah. We had low income. However, it also gave us a benefit.
because right. we got financial aid and we also got in our state anyways, there is a program called Running Start where you can leave high school in your junior year and go to college. And so you leave the high school scene and you are doing high school and college on the campus. That's nice. not a university. It's a technical community college. But by the time Still, you graduate, yeah. oh, incredible. Free. Yeah. And I got really annoyed because I had a very hard work ethic. Same with my brother. We would always finish our stuff really quick. And most people in junior high and high school just didn't have that drive. Right. And so I never thought to be an entrepreneur, like at all. I just knew that someday I wanted to have a, a family. I wanted to have a good wife, a Ukrainian wife, so that she could talk to my grandma. And so we kind of keep the culture. Um, and then on top of that, I also wanted to just have a job to be able to provide and be the dad that I never had. Mm-hmm. I never looked at having a fatherless home as something that I was going to follow in the footsteps of him. I was never a physical guy, never abusive, anything like that. Like ask my wife, you know, I'm very cool tempered and I give thanks to my mom for all of that. And for yeah. my hard work and drive. It's crazy. In my family, we're the only two, we're the first two in our family to graduate college. And we both got a degree in computer science and wouldn't like the I same. I love industry. that. Yeah. I love that though, because, you know, being that you also felt like a little bit of like the, the black sheep, if you will, you know, your family, because you didn't have the dad still, you were the first ones to go ahead and get your college education and all of that. Right. I think a, a big piece of this too, is the grounding in faith, right? That grounding of telling you whose you are. Right. Um, yeah. I think God has taken too much out of everything, um, which is to me a, a huge problem. I'm a Christian. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I found God too later on in my life, right? I really found like a relationship with him, but I raised my kids in it. And even though my kids at some point, like straight away, they came right back and they have God in their life every day. Right. So tell me if, if you ever, did you ever go through that moment that those, those moments in your life? I think we all have at some point where we kind of stray from God (laughs) and go and do something we're not supposed to do. Right. And at at some point we have a come to Jesus moment, right? Did you ever have that scenario in your life where you kind of strayed from your faith and all of that and had to come back? I mean, that's our journey in life for everything, right? Yeah. Um, I definitely did. What I wasn't crazy. This is the one thing that I find is very interesting like most people talk about their story and they're like yeah i was I remember i was addicted to meth and now i'm a billionaire like all this crazy stuff well <laughs> i always was just kind of like on the outside so yeah i strayed in a different way you know like i listened to like music my mom didn't want me to listen to i somehow a friend of mine came over and showed me what pornography was when i was 12 years old so that was like the biggest vice yeah. i ever had in my life was yeah. the porn right especially kids today it's more accessible i came i grew up right and the ripe age when the internet was introduced. So we had a cheap like computer in the corner that we got for like pennies. And I remember that we also, this is the, this is a dial up era is when I grew up. So yeah. I grew up with dial up. You couldn't use a home phone. And then we got to DSL. And then as soon as you got to DSL, it was game over. You know, my mom right. would be on the phone. I had a friend that came over and they introduced us to this stuff. And oh my gosh, like my, I got ruined. You know, yeah, yeah, and then I got I, that, like, that. That's important too. I, I just want to pause there for just a second yeah. because I realize, you know, what you're saying is something I think that a lot of people are fighting today is this internet era of all of this hypersexualized pornography crap that's happening, right? 
And so a lot of men have been coming out, you know, whether believers or not saying about their, you know, porn addiction, this is a real thing. I mean, I think somebody showed me something like a picture of porn when I was like, I think I was young, like, I don't know, nine, 10. Mm -hmm. And I still remember that picture because it is such a trauma to the little brain. You're not supposed to be talking about these things with these little kids, right? It's one of the things that really irks me and gets under my skin right now when I'm seeing, you know, people in the like uh, the pride parade, which I have no problem with people with pride, but the pride parade, you're you're literally your penises are out and these kids are playing around the water with you. I have a freaking problem with that. It was in Seattle they did this. Yeah, like I'm in New York, they did this. Yeah, they're coming for our children, and I'm just I'm hot. That's why I'm leaving Seattle, to be honest. I'm I'm done. You know, yeah. I, I feel like going back to the straying thing, like that was kind of where I strayed. And the, and the problem yeah. is it was never a solution. Like the come to Jesus moment wasn't the solution to this problem. It was deep rooted. Mm. Now, mm. I did stop when I first got officially saved because I grew up in the church. And then right. when I was about six, 15 to 16 years old, uh, I don't know what occurred in my life. But all of a sudden, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And their whole thing is they're very they're very Holy Spirit led. So they tend to pray in tongues a lot, which if people mm-hmm. aren't familiar with what that is, it's like right. a different language and it's from the spirit and it's a gift you get from God. Now, mm-hmm. that was to me the sign that you were saved, even though realistically, if you believe in Jesus Christ and that is right. your Lord, he's the only way to heaven, then that is what that that's what gets you saved. Not like the random gifts or how much money you right. gave to the church, whatever. But that was that was me. So I remember the devil does this all the time to people to this day. Anytime that you are on a path to enlightenment, a path to breakthrough, a path that is against what the devil wants to make you stray is where he'll attack you. So for me, that vice always with the porn was something he always attacked me on. But in this case, I forgot about it for a while. And it was just specifically pursuing God. And anytime mm-hmm. that you were pursuing something greater than you, mm-hmm. all of those sins and vices go away. No, no one like it's the same thing with an alcoholic. You don't fix somebody who is an alcoholic by just telling them every time you want to drink, pinch yourself. Anytime you want to drink, call a friend. Anytime you're going to drink, walk away. That doesn't solve the problem. You're just trying to bandaid over the issue. It's deep rooted. Now, for me, the way that I resolve all of this in a nutshell is what I just said. When you are pursuing something greater, you forget about it. So. A lot of people are familiar with the movie 300 or at least seen this mm-hmm. very famous scene where King Leonidas says, this is Sparta. And he kicks the messenger and he falls down this well. So mm-hmm. the image is kicks, falls down the well and dies. That is me every single morning when I wake up. I wake up and I kick the old me down a hole. He's dead. He's gone. The new me is here. It's been over a year. I don't even watch porn. I don't care for it. When a girl walks by, if I look at her, it is the human being. And I'm just looking at a human. I'm not looking at a woman in lustful eyes. I don't care. Right. The crazy thing for me is I always fought these urges and these problems. And yeah, when I first got saved and I was a kid, I was good for maybe a year. And mm-hmm. then just like life, we if you don't have a process daily, mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. yourself in check. And to keep yourself on point, it's easy for the devil to come back into your life. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. days, I don't even notice it anymore because I'm so disciplined and have such a strong mindset that I catch these things right away. But it's like how did you get that? How did you get the mindset? What, what so was that? What, what did you do? Yeah. It all started when, when really, when COVID hit. To be honest, I 
was kind of like in disarray. I was irritated with all the people just being like sheep and wandering around, you know, that I found, I've been listening to this um, really big entrepreneur. His name is Andy Frazella and he has a podcast um, called Real AF. And I was listening oh, to it for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. So it was it used to be called the MF CEO and then it rebranded. He called everything shot by shot, but he has this program called 75 Hard. It's free. It's 75 days straight. It's mental toughness. You work out twice a day. You drink a gallon of water a day. You don't drink. You don't uh, have a cheat meal. And you take a picture of yourself every day. And you read 10 pages of a book a day. What it teaches you is to be disciplined. So even when something comes up, you get it done. The biggest thing and the most difficult part of it is working out twice a day. Because one of those has to be outside. Yeah. So for 45 minutes, twice a day. And so when it's rainy... When you don't want to go out, when you're tired, say you've worked out for 30 days straight and you're I just it. dead. I couldn't do right? it. <laughs> I've done it three times and I've succeeded three times. I have not. <laughs> when you go through the fire like that and you come out and you you win the first time, I tell you what, like something special happens after about the 40, 40th to 45th day because you realize that no one cares if you do it or not. It is about right, you. Right. That is the point where people come to me. They come to me when they've tried everything else, when they keep dieting and nothing works, when the relationship with their wife or their girlfriend or they break up doesn't work, when they're depressed and they don't know where else to go. They've tried right. everything. They're like, what is left? And I say, I have the solution because I've been through it all now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've tried having an accountability buddy for porn. I tried. I hid all of this from my wife up until this December in 2022. I told her finally because around June, July of last year is when I officially – I went through the mental toughness thing in 2021 was the first time. And then I did it in 2022 and 2023. During that time, the porn was gone because of what? I had a purpose and a mission. Didn't have time. Right, right. So once you go through it and then you kind of fall back to some of the problems that you, you try to get away from, you're like, well, how did that happen? Well, I figured it out and it was I have to kill myself every day. And I set a vision of – the man I want to be every day. Who is that man? What is that avatar that I want to be? And I will always forever chase that man. Because if you do not give a man or woman a purpose, a reason to live, they won't. It's the same thing when someone's on their deathbed. You, if Usually when a husband or a wife dies, the spouse typically follows. Unless they have a reason to live. If the mm-hmm. only reason they had to live was their spouse and they die... They typically will because they don't want to live. Right. And if you want to live, you will live. And in this life, if you want to be truly free, you want to lose that weight. You want to find that husband or wife, girlfriend, boyfriend. You want to find that person in your life. You want a child. You want to have a job or a business that pays you well and you want to be happy. You have to create that person every day. And I do it with my methods. Wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. I read it 10 pages of a book every day. I document everything that I do. I always wake up and I say, thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my daughter. I start my day in gratitude. And then I eat right. I follow a perfect macro plan that will cause me to lose weight, gain muscle. If someone looks at my Instagram, they'll see everything I do every day. I lay it out. I work out every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Sundays are a little bit of a rest day now when I'm not doing 75 hards. But I'm always in that process because when you're creating yourself every day, your habits are there. Anytime yeah. you start to see that that thought, you go on Instagram and that, that random page pops up like a girl. 
the old me would go, oh, that is, there's my tri- there's a trigger. Oh, and I'll like, look, you know what I mean? Most people will know what I'm talking about if they if they've struggled with, with those types of addictions. Yeah. Or if you're an alcoholic and you go to a, you know. So I have I have a few of my clients that are with me. They haven't drank alcohol all year long. And That's it was amazing. And you know how I fixed it? What I just told you. <laughs> you create the man you admire, and every single day you chase that vision. You are not who you are today. You are the man that you want to become. Right. Step in that role every day. Right. Feel the old version of you. Right. There's a image of in Greek mythology of Perseus holding the head of Medusa. Mm-hmm. And I envision that every day. It's like this savage image of this hanging head and Perseus is holding it. And I think to myself that every single day, the old me is gone. He is dead. I don't, I don't care for that man. He's not there anymore. That's a boy. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I told my wife all of this, she was shocked. But then it also was like, oh, that explains a lot. Imagine a lot of the relationships today where – the wife looks at her husband or, or girlfriend looks at the boyfriend and goes, do you not find me attractive? Do you not care for me? Well, right. most of the time, he doesn't have to be looking at women when you're around, but behind closed doors, he's looking at porn. He's looking at girls and that destroys a man and it ruins, you know, you're not, you're not wanting to be attracted to your wife because now you're attracted to a random caricature online. Right. Right. And so my, my, I mean, if you look at my Instagram, my wife is banging. Like she's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Like she's, I've seen her. Yeah. I've seen your Instagram. She is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, when she said that to me, we had a long chat in December about it one night after my daughter was asleep. And imagine that too, like a daughter. And I was still doing all this stuff. Like, you know, I don't have to be a a raging alcoholic or sleep around or cheat on my wife, but in the back end, everybody's got something. Yeah. This is just what happens to be for me. And I find it to be one of the most destructive because an alcoholic, you'll see. A druggie, you'll see. But the guy who sits behind his phone or now woman, because my ex told me that she was also addicted to that stuff, you know, it's it's a sin that the devil, I always tell people, the devil doesn't care what it is. It could be porn. It could be drugs. It could be you name it. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, it could be food. It could be sleeping in, sloth. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. He will do anything. So soon as you say, I rid myself of the porn, if you're not mentally tough enough, the devil will introduce something else into your life to mm-hmm. get you to sway. So for some people, they'll they'll watch it, but they don't even they don't think twice about it. It's just like, for example, like someone will get will have uh, alcoholic drink and I'm I'll take a sip or something, but I'm not like, oh, here we go again. Right. I don't do that because I don't care. You know, I'll someone has right. like a wine, maybe I'll sip it, but I don't I don't care. It's not me, it doesn't affect me. So the devil doesn't care what it is, but he will introduce something, it's whatever it is. Very so true. after I rid myself of it, he decided, and, and this is something you'll have to learn. And it's a, this is why I don't just get people fit and healthy with a diet. I have weekly mastermind calls with my group and I call them the lion's tribe because every day the lion wakes up hungry and it has to eat. Mm-hmm. And so the lionesses will go hunt. And if the lioness tries to tackle an elephant, a big sucker, and cannot, more lionesses will come, and the lion will come, and they will tackle it as a group. So you don't do it alone. So every right. week, we get together, we, we deal with everyone's problems, we, we get some solutions, and we're always accountable. We have a group, we're always in Telegram chatting all the time. You're always needing to have somebody, because as soon as one vice goes away, and I will get introduced. And when you don't have people that hold you accountable, you're more easily, it's easier to fall off. Yeah. So for me, the porn went away. 
And then because I went to 75 hard so many times, there is a thing called a weak voice and a boss voice. The weak voice is the one that wants you to seek comfort. That says that donut is fine. You just watched Netflix tonight. You don't have to try and start a business today. It's raining outside and you told yourself you're going to go on a walk, but it's raining. I'll stay inside. It's fine. All of those little things that you tell yourself brings you further down a level, a level, a level. And then you wonder why you have issues getting a promotion at work. You wonder why you have an issue stopping drinking alcohol because everything that you do in life, you're constantly downgrading and downgrading and downgrading. Yeah. You know, so That's powerful. Is that what yeah. you're doing with, with, uh, are you doing this with just men or men and women? Like, is your group mainly male? Like, what are you, what are you focusing on or who are you focusing on? You know, I tend to attract men because mm -hmm. it is what it is. You know, a man will tend to attract more men, but I do have yeah. women on my program. Um, because again, it's fitness mindset, nutrition. So a lot of women will want to come in and lose weight and they want to get healthy. But the main section of people that I end up targeting and attracting is the men. Say the one who goes, you have a beautiful family. You have a wife and a daughter. I want that. Or I just, my, my wife recently left me. I'm depressed. Like, what do I do? It seems like you have everything figured out. And so that tends to attract more men mm -hmm. through it. But I also do have women. Um, just, you know, again, it tends to be what it is. So right. that's how it gets broken down. Okay. And now, when they work with you, like if somebody's listening right now, it's like, oh my gosh, what are you speaking my language? He's my kind of character, like the kind of person I like to work with. What does that look like? Is it like they just contact you? Is it like a one-off? Is it like a few weeks? Like, is it months? Like, what does that look like working with you? So preferably for me, I love working with people long-term. So yeah. if you give me an Instagram, shoot me a message. I'll break down the whole plan, but we'll start you off. The base of everything. Everyone who wants to come to me say because I have some flashy um, items in my life. Like, oh, I want to make money. Oh, I want to start a business. Great. I still run my affiliate marketing business and I still will until my coaching does so well that I just say I'm done here. I'm going here full time. Now, mainly the, the best tier plan is to get started with fitness and nutrition because I lay out everything for you. My fitness plan, I, we can do anywhere in the world. It's all done with an app. So you track everything in there. We set up a perfect workout program for you. You're traveling, no excuses. Boom. Got you a program for it. You don't, you want to stay at home and only do body weight workouts? Boom, done. You want to go to the gym and work out? <laughs> Sounds like get, no excuses to me. Completely none. That's the one thing about me. It's like if you're going to do anything, if you're going to eat, do it right. You wake up in right. the morning, you eat breakfast. If you know what's in your breakfast, you can make it super healthy. It's right. funny. I actually made a, a funny uh, image video yesterday morning. I was looking at my food and I was like thinking to myself, I went through all these fad diets, keto, carnivore, paleo, everything but vegan because that's not me. Uh, but I'm a lion. I, I hunt animals. You know, that's what right. I do. So, <laughs> but the gist of it is I have a perfect macro-based plan. And all that really means, don't, don't have to overcomplicate it. It just means once you look at the back of a label and you go, oh, that's what a carb, a fat, and a protein are, and I can fit it in. So you can have rice. You can have beef. You can eat vegan. You can do whatever you want on this diet. You just follow the structure, and because of the caloric breakdown I give you, you'll lose weight. And for the guys who are really serious about going even further, I get you to bulk up and look epic. And I went through it myself. I, I Everything's on there. I journal everything. But that's how that looks with the fitness and nutrition. That's awesome. And that is a baseline for success and for mindset, because like you said, no excuses, right? It is so easy for, and it's people need to want it. 
That's the thing. Try to convince someone to hop on a program to get them to lose weight, gain some muscle, and get organized in their day. Sounds great to people like you and me. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. But most people don't want to change. Or if they do, they're motivated for one to two weeks, and then they don't want to do it anymore. Right. Right. So how do you get somebody to truly make this lifestyle to last forever? Yeah. The way to do it is to say, what matters most to you? Do you want to have a heart attack when you're older? Do you want to consistently tell your family you're going to lose weight? And then your daughter looks at you, grab that donut again. Are you sick and tired of going to the beach and having to wear a shirt because you're embarrassed of your body yet again? All these things, people always look at someone in my position where I'm really, really fit and my wife is slim and just all this stuff, right? And they go, yeah, but it's not for me. It's like, why why not for you? Why not? It is more common. Because it makes you uncomfortable. You have to be committed. Correct. And and that's the rare thing. It's more common to have a millionaire in America than there is to have someone with a six-pack. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Now, now marry that together. They say the 1% are millionaires. Well, the 1% of the 1% are millionaires and those that are fit because wow. you can't buy it. It's right. You go through the fire right. every day, right. you know? Right. And so you build that momentum. There's no excuses. I tell my people, I'm like, listen, you can lie to me all you want, but the results speak for themselves. And right. I don't just tell someone, like, I live this life. Like, I, I wear a shirt on these podcasts, but go on my Instagram. You'll see. I don't tell people work out this way, eat this way. And behind the scenes, I'm just eating food and junk and whatever. Everything I do is, is online. So, right. well, I mean, it would show eventually. I mean, if you were doing that, it would show. Correct. That's one correct. of the things you can't hide, right? If you're unhealthy, it shows that you're unhealthy. It's not like the yeah, porn, I mean, like you were talking about, you know, like porn, you could do behind the closed doors, but if you're in the back eating donuts and you're telling us not to, and that's all you eat all day, or you're not eating nutrition, it's going to show eventually. Correct. Yeah. And then what is what the biggest benefit to is it builds a win every day. Every meal you eat according to the plan, every workout you do puts you further forward. And now you're more confident. I call it stacking right. wins, which right. is why I have my I tell people in the beginning, you don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. like I do. You don't have to read 10 pages of a book like I do. Let's start with the baseline where it all begins. Fitness and nutrition. Then we add on, add on, add on. Yeah. And all of a sudden. You are now in a position to, whoa, I'm actually more clear in my head now. I'm more confident. I walk into the office and now everyone looks at me a little bit different because I'm standing up a little bit taller. They're like, what, what did you do? Wait, wow. Because they don't, they can't do it themselves. All they do is talk. And you hear the haters. They'll say, ah, steroids. Ah, okay, right. buddy, you're going to gain that weight again. Like just like right. last time. Right. Well, you can create someone who is completely different. They're new. Now... They're able to be in a position where that promotion's there, boom, they're ready to tackle it. When that girl comes into their life, walks by, now they're more confident to talk to her. Now they're attracting these things around them. Right. I believe a lot in the law of attraction and not in the crazy sense, but I believe that God and law of attraction and the universe and all that is in one, meaning God created the universe. So it means that all these laws that are in place like gravity are there for us. So where your mind is, your life will unfold. The house I live in right now, it is a 3,000 plus square foot place overlooking an epic view. I'm renting it, but it happened randomly because I was going to go to Florida and so I didn't want to buy a house and sell it and all that stuff. This this house popped up one day and I remember being here five years before when they were building into this neighborhood and I thought to myself, I'm going to live here someday. This view is epic. Well, here I am. 
the wife I have, I envision a beautiful Ukrainian blonde brunette, like beauty. Boom. I have her like the house. I, the, well, the downtown condo and everything like that, that I ended up living in. I owned an Audi R8, like all of these things I created by always going to these places and, and bought and just being surrounded by all of it. Right. So when you are fit, when you are following a plan, you are confident, you're stacking your wins. Now you search for what's next. Right. And then from that initial thing where we're doing a call once a week, we're getting your nutrition. Great. We're getting your body. Great. Then you're like, what's the next step? And I go, we'll get, get you one-on-one. And now we'll structure your entire day. Now we'll make it so that every part of your day is done in such a way where you're able to now, well, I have three, four more hours than I did before. What can I do with that? Maybe it's time to start a business. What are you passionate about? Let's go there. Oh, you have a landscaping business. Let's expand that sucker. And so now we go from a group setting where you're now you're good. You're fit. What's the next level business? What's the next level? getting married what's the next level creating and a you life do those one-on-one not in group settings anymore yeah i mean it comes at a premium right because that that time yeah, is course. you know one-on-one like we're structuring everything the group right. calls actually i find to be way more beneficial funny enough because a lot of people will ask questions you're too scared to ask right yeah like, yeah it, and you get ideas it, off of the groups too my groups are very successful because of that you know like yeah. they all help each other and support each other and that's really great, David. I mean, I, I love the I love the whole structure of helping somebody to like have stack their wins, you said, stack the wins. And that's good because I think that's where a lot of people fall short, right? Because if they mess up that day or they, you know, couldn't do it on that day for whatever reason, they got in their own head, whatever it is, that's okay because you've been stacking wins and now you can just like let's reset here. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, not everybody is running your race, your race, David. Right. Like you already you're fit. You know, you know what you want. You're you're on your nutrition. You got it. But I'm sure that a lot of the clients that come in are at the beginning, you know, and are trying to be that person that you told them that's who you are in the future. Here's Um, here's an interesting thing. So what I tell people is life won't be perfect just because you look at me from the outside and you go, this guy has it all. It's like, you don't understand what I go through on a daily basis. You don't. Right. I, right. I have to run a business. I have a family. I'm trying to balance those things out. I'm trying to expand the coaching business. Everyone from all angles is hitting me. And on top of that, this is why mental toughness is so important. Why the fitness and nutrition are extremely important. This is what I want to reiterate to everybody listening. Just because you see someone who is fit, who has money, does not mean underneath the surface they're perfect. Right. This I wake up every day, depending on what's going on, and the devil will attack me with anxiety, with fears, with lies. But instead of going down that path and accepting them, yeah, I I, I push through it, and then I get into my reading. I, that's why I don't deviate. That's why I need this process of removal every single day. I was just in San Diego this weekend because I went to a mastermind event. I paid over ten grand for the event, and leading up to it. Every part of me was telling me the devil back in my head, just don't go. Just don't go. Businesses, you need you need to work on your business. Just stay home. You're going to Florida in a few weeks. Just get everything in line. But I know I had to go. And what do I do? I trust God because God is leading me on a pathway that so good. Sidetrack on yeah. Easter. I got a prophecy and prayer from multiple people when I went down to an altar call. And during that, I'm going down there. And I just, um, I had an issue, a little bit of an issue with Adderall for like years. Just, it's like a neuro booster, like caffeine. But, you know, you don't realize how 
bad it is for you until you stop taking you're like oh that's where all my anxiety came from mm. well i'm like getting attacked in the morning and all this stuff before easter so i go to the service i don't take it anymore um just because i don't it's you'll find that the more you get into self-development the more you'll start pulling things out you never really realize mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. that you had right you'll you put weights back different you put your shoes in a different place because you're always wanting to be better but while while going on down to this altar a guy stops me and, he's, and he goes you don't know me i don't know you but i just want to let you know that god is telling me that you will reach thousands upon thousands of people someday and don't give up this plan is for you he's like does that make sense to you and i was like it does because i'm because i'm currently growing my personal brand and my coaching business so this is where i want to go and it reiterated to me again this is direction this is my 10-year plan my 15-year plan this is my life's goal is to help take people from where i was and you look at my life story from the outside low income no father around i beat all the odds because i did not allow anybody to get right. to where i would go right and then now i have a family now i get rid of all of my deepest darkest vices and so now that's my purpose and my mission, but it's still, it's not ever over. Right. You always have to fight and, but you fall back on what got me here, trusting in God, giving thanks every single day and following my process. So when the anxiety is here and the devil will that. attack you, he will that. attack every, he will attack you even harder when you're at that point of breakthrough. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just like that, that story of the, the miners who are going for diamonds. And you, you fall a few feet short. Some fall way before. But it gets even harder because how much fatigue are you going and going and going? You're not following that breakthrough. And then, oh, the axe breaks. Get another one. You keep going and going and going and going. There's no end in sight. I just want to get to the next level of my life. I just want to find the relationship. I just want to finally make enough money to quit my job. And then you push. And the devil will get closer and closer. He'll tell you, oh, you're so tired. Just relax. Go back. Yeah, it's not for you. It's for somebody else. Mm -hmm. That is where you figure out the boss voice and the weak voice. The boss voice will tell you, just keep going. And then you reach that breakthrough and there's your diamond. And I was following that this weekend. Imagine you're paying 10 grand to go meet your mentor. And you're going to go meet a lot of people in the industry who could help you. And, the, and something in your head's like just, just trying to attack me with anxiety. Right. And what did we do? I was like, we all woke up 4 a.m., got to the gym at 5 a.m., got a workout in, just boom, 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 boom. I said, it's not me. God is leading me somewhere special. Mm -hmm, That's it. Mm -hmm. So anytime I'm in pain, anytime there's doubt, anytime there's fear, I always tell myself, my mom, when I was young, said, you don't have a father on earth, but you got a father in heaven who's there guiding you, who cares for you. So even when... There's pain, even when there's hurt. And I just don't want to keep going. There's a quote by, uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, but his quote is, I can, I will, I must. So yeah. Even when you're in pain, when it hurts, when you just don't want to keep going, in my head, when I, when I go through this, my wife, I wake up to every morning, I look at her and I smile. There's my daughter. I have employees. I have clients. I have all of these things in my life. So it doesn't matter how I feel. If I'm tired, I can, I will, I yeah, must. I, That's I so have great. to be the rock in my family. I have to provide. I have to lead others. I am the lion of my life on this side this time. I'm a lion of my life. It doesn't matter. My tribe 
counts on me. My lion cub counts on me. My lioness counts on me to lead. So I have to. I don't care if I'm tired. I'll sleep later right. because I need to help others get over. You know how many people are stuck watching porn, stuck drinking alcohol, stuck in depression? One of the guys I coach, almost I met him when he was depressed. He just joined my gym and he wanted to commit suicide on the verge of it. And I met him. Boom. I signed him on. Boom. Now he's in the gym. Now he's a part of the group. Now he feels better. Now he's smiling when I see him. To be able to be to do that in life, yeah, that's cool. Insane yeah. Thing. Yeah. To save someone from it's that. a gift. It's a gift. And that's really cool. And I, I you know, I, before we wrap up, I, I do want to say one thing that I think is pretty powerful is that you've said it a few times, which is um, that, you know, it's God and, and your process, it's your process. And I think that that's what people are missing, right? That they, cause there's a lot of Christians, a lot of people who believe in God, but they have no process, right? And so then you're getting up every day, kind of like shooting at the wind, hoping you'll hit something. But I love that because you, it sounds to me like you're putting them on this path so that there is a process. So you don't do this. I, I got, I got lists. I got checklists every, every day. You got right. to, you have to, absolutely. Yep. I have the same, <laughs> the same on my desk. There you go. <laughs> I have to, because that's the way I keep myself going to all my businesses and everything I got to do. So, you know what, David, um, I love this conversation and I love that you are willing to share what you've gone through and who you are as a person. And also the fact that you're not playing games, right? So I want people who are listening to understand that I met you a couple of weeks ago and I fought, felt, felt that you were so authentic. So I've been following you in your Instagram and all that, and you don't deviate. You are the same person even when we talked in private, when we're talking right now on the podcast, on your social media, everything. So um, if anybody's listening and you're like, you know, you can't find that quite that right fit for you. I think I found him for you. His name is David. I'm so walling up right now. You have no idea. Do you do this um, virtually as well? The coaching? Yeah. Everything's virtual. I don't, I don't have in-person training. I mean, there's okay. a guy at my gym that I see, but everything, I, I mean, most of my, I have a lot of clients in Canada, US, okay, it's yeah. everywhere. That's the benefit. It's the beauty of doing all this, you know, yeah. someday I'm going to have in-person events. Someday I'm going to get all my, my, my lines together. We'll go working out and all that stuff because that's just what happens. The lines got to stick together, but everything's done. Like everything I do, I train is on the phone. Uh, telegram all the time, phone calls all the yeah, time. I love that. But you're, you're really giving people tools, man. I love everything you've talked about. The app, you know, they're just giving them like um, the, the stacking, the structure, the, you know, the fact that they have to really wake up every day with intention. I mean, all of that is good stuff, David. I really, uh, you know, I may God bless you and all of that and everything that you're putting your hand to may it just flourish because it's a beautiful thing. So I want to thank you for coming on straight talk and just, you know, kind of, this is probably one of my longest episodes and I didn't want to even stop it uh, because it was such a great conversation. So thank you so freaking much for real. Thank you so much for being on, for being real, for being authentic, just saying things the way they are. I love that. So before I let you go though, I have to let these people know how to contact you because how else are they going to get healthy? So David, how do people reach you? What's that? What's that about? Primarily on Instagram. It's at David Fishchuk. You can see it on the screen. Funny, just Google my name and you'll find me. It's this one of the most rare last names anyways. You're not going to find many with it. And right. the more I grow, the easier it'll be to just Google David Fishchuk. Bam, there I am. But right. primarily on Instagram, 
shoot me a DM on there. Give me a follow. You can also find me on Facebook. It's, I think it's david.fishchuck, but easy. Same there. Same with YouTube. It's at davidfishchuck. Some point they'll convince me to get a TikTok, but I think I have one somewhere, but I don't want it on my phone. So if I get right, one, right. I'll probably give me that burner phone I had, like the last iPhone, just turn it on there, and whatever. But right. that's the best place to get a hold of me. If you message me, it is me. No matter how big I get, my mentor told me, no matter what, on your Instagram, anywhere you go, it has to be as authentic as it is. So whatever it is, you are talking to me. I'm here to help you. This is what it's all about. This is my awesome. passion. It I is- love that. I well up in tears a lot of these stories that I get. And like you said, truly, I am the same person on and off camera. Because if you're not, it is so easy to spot someone who's fake. It oh, yeah. So yeah. Easy. yeah, yeah, for you real. Know? For real. But thank you so much for being here and for spending the time with me and for letting us go a little bit over. Um, but I really appreciate your candidness and um, the realness and the, the fact that you are helping so many people that's such a blessing in so many ways. So thank you for being here and thank you for sharing with my audience. I appreciate you. Thank you, Nina. Thank you, everyone who's listening. I appreciate all of you. Hopefully I can help you in the future. If not, some inspiration on Instagram or whatever. Whatever I can do to help you, that's what I'm here for. Awesome sauce. All right, guys. So I'm going to make sure to link all of his information below so that you can reach out to him and talk to him and also get yourself healthy, right? Get yourself to a place where you can kick your guy down the hole every day. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register W I N J E C T.com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you. And I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.